Yo, yo, yo. What's good, everybody? Welcome to uh, the second part of my um, political series. Uh, this one is going to be for us, man. And by us, I mean us. <laughs> um, this is the Pod Daddy. This is the safe space. We're going to have a great time. Um, my name is Ramon, LOL. Y'all make sure y'all follow me on Instagram. Today, I have probably the closest thing that I would say I ever had to a mentor. Um, I'm not really the type of person that lets people sum me, you know what I'm saying, or, or just take me under their wing or anything like that. So um, I met this guy um, while campaigning, and he's been probably one of the most genuine people I've met. Um, so I want to introduce to my audience Mr. Brandon Upson, man. I appreciate you coming through. Man, thank you, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you over here got me feeling the kind of way. I was like, why? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanted to save that part for the, yeah. you know, I wanted to, I wanted to tell you that on the pod, you know. But, yeah. but yeah, man, um, you, you definitely are, are a person that I look to for inspiration and for guidance. So um, I want to share that with my listeners. And um, just let them get to know you and let you see what you do on, on this politics thing and let them see, get a footing, get your, get to know your footing in the game. Um, so, yeah, we're just going gonna to go through it. Um, if you want to give your introduction, go ahead. Let them know where people can follow you, where they can catch you at and all that. Definitely. Well, first, I'm, I'm humbled by, by your words, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I, I just felt honored and a privilege to be in the position that brought us together in the first place. Most of So, um, you know. Spirits attract to blackness. Um, my name is Brandon Upson. I'm a political. Uh, what would people call me? They'll call me uh, a democratic spe- uh, uh, strategist. Strategist. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. What they would call me. Uh, but I do a lot of uh, campaign work and policy work. Um, I do a lot of community act uh, advocacy. Okay. Uh, specifically, and I, I want to consider myself a community builder above anything else. Mm. Right. Because um, when people talk about it, it takes a village to raise a child, but it takes a community to raise a village. Mm, so we got that's deep. We got to start somewhere. Um, <clears throat> but I've been working across the state, South Carolina, across the country for ten years now, mm. uh, doing the things that um, I felt driven to do. You know, building community, running campaigns, doing policy. Uh, so people can find me on anything under my name, Brandon Upson. Mm. Luckily, it's not a lot of Brandon Upsons in the world. In the world, yeah. <laughs> And I was the first one <laughs> to get Twitter, to get Facebook, it. and Instagram. Word, word. <laughs> All right, so yeah, holla at him. Um, definitely take the time out. Um, he's, he's providing some great information. Um, so definitely take the time out. We're not going to jump right into it. Um, of course, we got to start with our positive moment. And um, the positive moment... This time is actually going to come from Brandon because um, one of the things that let me know that he was a solid guy was he told a story um, to a group of people one of the first times we met. And that story sat with me for months and months after. Um, And to me, it's a positive moment because of what you take from it. Um, It's the bamboo story. Uh, So if you don't mind, go ahead and give him the bamboo story. Yeah, the bamboo story. Um, it had a, a profound effect on me when I first heard it, too. Indeed. And in China, you know, you have these barren fields all over the place uh, where you see farmers tending to dirt, and they're watering the dirt, they're singing to it, they're fertilizing it. Mm. And it's not just for a little while or for a season, it's for years. Yeah. Because the thing is, they are cultivating the ground for bamboo. The mm-hmm. thing for the bamboo seed 
the the shell of the bamboo seed is so dense mm-hmm. that it literally takes immense amounts of water and fertilizer to make it soft enough just so the sprout can break through. Wow. But when the sprout breaks through, in less than 60 days, it grows 60 feet, mm. right? And the question is always, does it take, you know, because it can take four to six years for it to actually break through and grow. Yeah. But the question is, did it take four to six years or did it take 60 days for that bamboo sprout to go into a 60-foot bamboo? And there we have the po- the positive moment. Yeah. Because everybody can liken themselves to that bamboo seed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, there's so much stuff and um, there's so much stuff that you're doing behind the scenes, working for years and years and years. Yeah. And then somebody just sees the fruit of your labor. And so to them, it's like, oh, man, overnight success. <laughs> right, right. No, man, I've been putting in freaking work. Right. <laughs> and that's the positive moment right there. If you are putting in work, keep putting in work. Keep doing it. Keep putting in work, man. You, bamboo seed. You're fertilizing your own ground. That's all you're doing. Yeah. And, and that's the beauty in, in this life and this journey that we're taking. We, are, we have the power to fertilize our own ground. So if you want to work, and if you want to put in the work, whether it takes you four years, whether it takes you sixty days, whether it takes you a month, put in that work, and then get the and then reap the benefits. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Go ahead, be anything you want to say. No, no, I, I appreciate uh, that positive moment right there, bro. Yeah, man. Yo, I love. I don't know. I don't know if that's yeah. gonna have an effect on anybody else, but. I don't know, I, and I grew up. You, you know, we grew up watching koala bears. I don't know how bamboo is grown. Right, I don't know right. what the fuck. You know what I'm saying? I just see koalas eat it, pandas eat it. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know nothing about it, but to know that somebody has to put that much time and effort yeah, into making it, it. I always say, just imagine you. You got a neighbor, mm-hmm. and he's out there in his front yard, full of dirt mm-hmm. for three years, yeah. watering this dirt, and yeah. nothing growing. You gonna say this? Person is crazy. Retar- you gotta <laughs> stop this. You can't do. You cannot keep doing this. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is he doing? Yeah, but nah. Yeah. Putting in work. Putting in work. Putting in work. And people man. can look at us sometimes and say, "Why the hell are you out here doing the things that you're doing? Mm-hmm. Like it's not." You're not driving a fancy car. You're pulling up in a damn minivan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that hit home right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's not all about the you, the whip. Is that superficial? Right. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. But what you see afterwards, that's where yeah. that's watch where it's important. You know? Watch me grow. Well, oh man, watch me grow. That might be the name of the episode. Watch me grow. <laughs> I love that. Um. So yeah, man. Let's get right into it. Um. Part one. Uh, of my political series featured Dangerous Dub. Did yeah. you get a chance to listen to that? I did. That was a really good interview, man. You liked it, man? I, I enjoyed you liked the it? conversation. Okay, okay, okay. Anything stuck out to you? Anything you want to press on real quick? Yeah, so a couple things um, stuck out to me. Um, you know, and it's, it's part, it stuck out to me because it kind of hit home because I was having these conversations with some of my friends mm-hmm. already. Indeed. Um, you know, I had to put a post out just let folks know that I have friends that we've been friends with just about all my life. Now, these guys have had lives of privilege, and they definitely don't vote for the same people I vote for. But because we have different life experiences and we vote differently, doesn't like dismantle our friendship. Most definitely. Right? And that's, man, I hate, I don't like that. 
for some reason, we don't like to have challenging conversations. Yeah. It's like, for some reason, um, there's a saying, um, in order to grow, you have to be uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like people want to be uncomfortable in everything other than conversations. Right. And that's, that's weird to and me. It's because we run, against, run away from conflict, right? Mm-hmm. And we're, we're kind of conditioned to not go into conflict in elementary school. You know, yeah, yeah. They, they say conflict resolution. Well, it's conflict avoidance. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. That's you know, true. But we can disagree. You know, we're two black men sitting here having a conversation. We can disagree and still be friends at the end of and it. And walk away. Yeah. Right, right. And still co- grow together. And the color of the skin shouldn't change that right. part. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, black people, well, not black people, but some people look at us and say we're both black men living in the South. Mm-hmm. We should agree on everything, <laughs> <laughs> or think the same. That's right? crazy. So, so what? What I was trying to convey was, my friends, to me, mm-hmm. stuff that they're uh, supporting right now in this moment, this last phase of the campaign, Donald Trump, you know, yeah. uh, raging against the democracy and everything mm-hmm. he was doing is batshit crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> It, 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 it doesn't make sense to me, but for some reason, it makes sense to them. Yeah. So we would literally were having DM conversations, text messaging conversations, phone calls. Because mm-hmm. one of my friends um, messaged me and said, "Brandon, like I love you, like you know yeah. I've known you basically my whole life, but I can't believe we're so far apart mm. when it comes to this. Yeah. yeah. And I hope that doesn't ruin our friendship. And I had to respond like. Hell no. Of course <laughs> not. It's not. No. Hell no. No, it's not. And I know, um, this is a sidebar, um, I know for you it's a little different because you're in the military too. Yeah. So, I, so like, you're, like oh, you have people that you think are your, like, those, your brothers. You yeah, feel me? Like, you've yeah. been in the battle with guys, and I'm sure. Oh, they're all. They're all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't call all y'all crazy, but y'all definitely do. You know, a politics differently. A different right? set, a different set and, of, um, of ideals. A different set of ideals. Exactly. But we fought for the same in the same war. We wore the same uniform. We had the same sense of honor, integrity, mm-hmm. uh, re- and duty. Okay. But our perspective on that service was different. Right. Okay. And this kind of led me to something that I uh, was going to get to later. But I'll start with this now. Okay. Um, being in the military, I, I was speaking to a friend of mine who's um, of a different persuasion. <laughs> and uh, he was saying with him being in the military, his main job is to uphill, uphold the Constitution. Mm. And because his job is to uphold the Constitution, that kind of, that that thought process of holding the comp- Constitution kind of, it takes him out of the, the conversation for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Because his thing is, if it's not in the Constitution, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, the Constitution is written to uphold the laws of us. It, mm-hmm. The rights, our, you know, yeah. our freedoms, that's all in the Constitution. Right. So anybody going against that, he's yeah. he, Republican, Democrat, he's, he's against. Yeah. So for you, being somebody that was in the military, mm-hmm. um, is the Constitution something that you hold near and dear to your heart? And, and you, mm-hmm. and, and you kind of... You guide your decisions based on politics on the Constitution. Is that something that you do? Uh, to, in, in a sense of it, right? So mm-hmm. the Constitution was referred to as the framework of our re, uh, republic democracy. Indeed. You know, democratic republic. That's what we are, right? Okay. Um, 
So it was a framework. But what where the battle comes in with the Constitution with me is there are people who are like originalists. There's they're like this is what you know they thought this was supposed to be back when the Constitution was written, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, there's there's a New Testament of the Bible. <laughs> and like, I, I was just about to liken it to the. I was just about yeah. to say like, so it's it's like the Bible. Like however you interpret it is the way you you teach it. Right. right. Okay. And and that's where the 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 pieces of it, um, where those nooks come for disagreement with me because I believe that yes, that is a framework, but we have evolved, and mm-hmm. we have to make sure that this living document. If you say this is a living doc document, every living being on this earth develops over time. And we should make sure that it is developing to meet us where we are and service where we are so that we can grow to where we need to be in the future. Mm-hmm. Because if we continue to hold on to this, you know, two century year old document yeah. as it was written Most back then, mm-hmm. we're going to be bypassed by China. Yeah, like China, and I wanted to talk about China specifically because China okay. <laughs> has changed their entire structure uh-huh. to benefit them, not for today, not for tomorrow, but for the next two hundred and fifty years. Yeah, like, and, and we're planning, not living like that, right? They're okay. planning for what the world is going to look like in two hundred and fifty years, and they're playing that. They're executing that plan right now, mm-hmm. and we're operating on two and four year terms for mm. public office okay yeah so like uh, um oh man i have a friend of mine and he again of the, the same friend of a different persuasion and we talked yesterday for um a good bit and um he said similar to what you said that we we have to be careful not to set presidents mm. for things to be able to be changed every time a new person is elected right and um, so let's get to voting. Let's get yeah, to voting yeah. then. Um, so um, one thing that I've I've learned is that um, a democracy, uh, effectively, when they say, "Hey, this is a democracy," they wanted that to mean that the majority rules. Yeah. Like that was the reason for the democracy. Mm-hmm. So if they want the democracy to mean that the majority rules, how do we? have any say so in that if we're minorities right like how do we effectively get in there and shake shit up because right. we, we we we're the minority we're not the majority so so does that mean that we can never really be big players in this game no it doesn't okay so we're, we're not a pureless democracy we're a represent a democracy a democratic republic where there are representatives to you know, execute the will of the people for their districts or their regions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're not like the the Greek form of democracy. Um, but when it comes to, like, the state of America, mm-hmm. some of what's happened, what we've seen over the last couple months with Donald Trump and all the craziness at the Capitol and all that other good stuff, it started out, you know, eight years ago when Donald Trump started touting like the the most divisive um, rhetoric from the underbelly of our society, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and man, and oh it, my it gosh. didn't start when he became president. Mm-hmm. He was already stoking those fires back then, mm-hmm. and it touched in some people's minds and spirits because they realized, and I, I want people to understand this, 
when we are talking about politics, politics determines who gets what, when, where, and how, okay. right? Mm-hmm. And the, the people who win these races or elections, their representative determines who gets what, when, where, and how for their communities, okay. right? Yeah. So now we're looking at America who's had this majority of you know white folks uh, for a very, very long time, mm-hmm. but that time is ending fast because okay. by the year, I believe it's 2045, mm-hmm. America will be a majority, I hate saying minority because we won't be a minority anymore, a majority uh, country made up of people of color. So people of African descent, black folks, Asian, uh, Asian all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hispanics, uh, Latinx, however, you know. The, the, the country will begin to look like it's bigger cities. Yes. Like California is a melting pot. Well, New York is a melting pot. Texas yeah. is, is, is all, well, it's a melting pot. It's, it's the, the full cycle um, of history. Yeah. It's yeah. going back to its origin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it just yeah. took us a little while to, to get to get there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now, so yeah. so now, some people are literally seeing twenty forty five as the demise of their ability to control who gets what, when, and how. So it's literal mm. war for them mm-hmm. for their preservation. It, okay. Right. Okay. So so yeah, when yeah, you yeah. start making arguments. To touch on those fears, yeah. people start to lose their damn minds. Yeah, because whoa, like because that's yeah. oh man, that's deep, and I don't I don't think I ever thought about it from that perspective. Yeah. Well, just think of the things that Donald Trump was saying. You know, us against them. Oh, we are the ones who built this country. They're the ones who want to to feed off the country and mm-hmm. suck our resources dry. You know, they think that we owe them something, yeah. right? They could have pulled ourselves up by their bootstraps the same way the we same did, way we right? Did. Even though my dad only gave me a couple million dollars. And what folks don't realize, like, I tell this story all the time. I grew up in Aiken, South Carolina. Okay. Some of my best friends grew up, you know, down the road from me on dirt roads in, in trailers yeah. <laughs> in the woods. Yeah. But... You come over to my side of the property where, you know, my grandparents had a lake and a pool and a home and, you know, members of my family never thought that they could become members of the middle class. Yeah. But you go down the street, down the dirt road, into the woods, to the single wide trailer, and there's a white family there believing that they're part of the middle class. And here we have... Two worlds, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. two different realities, two different realities, and we're those realities shape our politics, and they shape the way we view uh, how uh, our politicians work for us mm-hmm. and that their role in our lives. Most definitely. So, if I believe living on a single wide trailer in the woods on this dirt road, mm-hmm. and I'm poor, as mm-hmm. you know, I don't have my grandma would say. You know, you what she said. Um, you don't have a pan to piss in or a window a pot, to throw it out. Yeah, yeah. Right? A pot to piss or a window <laughs> to throw it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. But but they believe they're in this class, right? Mm. And they believe that when Donald Trump did these tax cuts, 
It was to help. It me. was the, for you. Yeah. yeah it wasn't. It had nothing to do with you. <laughs> nothing at yeah, all. Yeah, that's like uh, Dave Chappelle uh, when he just kind of speaks of him living in Ohio yeah. and coming across the poor whites. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just like, whoa, okay, wait, wait. Yeah. He wasn't helping you. Right. He was helping me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He did, yeah. did nothing for you. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, um, I, I definitely can agree with you there. Um, so voting, but uh, yeah, yeah. To get to question. to get to the question, what does that mean for us? So what does that mean for us? That means that we cannot throw up the tower. Tower. Mm-hmm. We 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 have to be a party system. No matter if you like or dislike politics, or you're not interested in politics at all, mm-hmm. politics is absolutely interested in you because it determines every aspect of your life in, here in America. The, right? the way the, the way the government is set up, yeah, it's it, it determines you. You yeah. can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. So we are moving in a direction where we are going to shape how our country operates. You know, and it's, it's I, I feel like it's the universe finally finding balance again, right? But if we, uh, uh, if we, you know, subscribe to these ideas that we'll never be able to operate in this form of government, that it will never work for us, that we will never have a voice, we won't. Mm-hmm. So us building coalitions is extremely important, and that's why you see organizations coming to life right now mm-hmm. like your own let's yeah. let's speak let, let's say that you know what yeah. i'm saying you have amplify action yeah amplify action uh-huh. you know we have 40 partners other organizations across mm-hmm. the south we like i formed amplify action so we could build political power in marginalized communities across the south mm-hmm. specifically focused on the mobilization of black men right yeah, because somehow somehow we get left like oh we get we yeah. we get, like somehow it goes White men, mm-hmm. white women, black women, black men, and there's a whole bunch of other people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and then and you throw categories. in, the, yeah, you know, and, <laughs> right? yeah, 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 and that's. I, I feel like Home Alone. Remember when he woke up? <laughs> and he was like, whoa! Yeah, and the whole family's on the plane before they even realize that it, they left them. It has not, yeah, and, and that's, and but I think that that has a lot to do with what when people speak of of privilege and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, like, there's no black man privilege. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, there's no nut. Like, like. Well, outside of the church. Yeah. Okay. You, can you, we say that? Yeah, you can't get that. Yeah, yeah. in the church, you, you you loved in the church. Yeah. Love yeah. black man in the church. Love. Absolutely. But outside of that space, there's no. There's nothing that's just like, oh, black man here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that that kind of is is weird. That, to no, me. They, that is like because men are supposed. To, if, if white if men are misogynistic, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. If white men are are, are menace, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You, like, well, what the fuck was? Well, why you don't want us to get none of it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think about when uh, these progressive groups uh, say, you know, we gotta uh, break down the patriarchy, right? Yeah. And they lump black men and white men together. I'm like, well, damn. Like he, the patriarchal system. Benefits him, not me. It, it does nothing for me, and <laughs> and, in fact, and in fact, there's been so many things to to hinder the black man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and we could let's use this as a transitional point. Actually, um, we could talk about Biden, mm. okay? Because Biden is one of those one of those people that we look at in history who has played a role in some of the things that has hindered the black man. Right? You know what I mean? And now he's president. 
he is president. Yeah. And and what do you think that's gonna you do? You, do you think that his position has changed? What do What do you think he did that that really garnered him the black vote? Because yeah. the black vote won an election. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He he would not have he would not be president today if black folks in South Carolina didn't vote for him. Indeed. Just make that clear. Mm-hmm. Like that is why he's president. Because mm-hmm. after South Carolina, that's when everything fell into place for him. Most definitely. Before South Carolina, his co- campaign was crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Most definitely. And I and I just I'm gonna let I want to finish that. But when I got into politics, I realized South Carolina is one of the first primary states to vote. Yeah. So as in South Carolina, we play a major part in what's going on in, in terms of who becomes the presidential elect. Yeah. So for us as black people here, whoever the person is that we like, we got to vote for them. Absolutely. Because after us, it, it's fucked. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like we're like the last caucus, pro, you know what I'm saying, yeah, state, yeah. you know? We're the so, first primary in the South. Like, okay, yeah. so that's the way to put it. Yeah, the first primary first in the South. Primary in the South, and that's so we have to we we got to jump on on board. Yeah, and and one thing I was saying in the campaign is you know um, uh, all of the following primaries mm-hmm. follow South Carolina, but South Carolina follows no one. Indeed, like we march to the beat of our own drum, right? Mm-hmm. And if you saw how that primary worked out, mm-hmm. Super Tuesday, you know you got all these states voting. On yeah. one day, uh-huh. and more than half of them are southern states, and they follow South Carolina. So if you win South Carolina, that gives you a huge pump of momentum going into Super Tuesday. Mm. And Super Tuesday kind of just seals the deal uh, in normal cases, which we saw with uh, Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden served 35 years in the United States Senate, mm-hmm. eight years as vice president. Now he's about to go and do two, maybe four years. <laughs> you know, we, we, we see don't know how long he lasts. <laughs> we see how long he lasts. We keep him lifting in prayer. Indeed. <laughs> but, but, you know, he's about to go. Uh, well, he's in the White House now. Yeah, right? he's there. Now, yes, the, the 90s crime bills, he was a strong proponent for that. But so was a lot of other people. And so was a lot of other people. And WACP right? back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 35 years is a long time in, in politics, mm-hmm. especially when the, the flow of power has moved around the country so many times in 35 years Most that the policy and the view of policy and how it impacts our communities has changed over time. Mm-hmm. But what we've seen with Joe Biden is he's changed with the time. Mm. And, and that's okay. And that's what's made him uh, impactful. Okay. Just look, President Obama wasn't going to support same sex marriage until Joe Biden came out and said, "Yes, we're going to support it." Yeah, let's do it. Right. So you he know, is. Pro- so he's progressive to a certain. In extent. that in the, in that mindset, yes, he's progressive, and I think that there's um, a little bit of I owe people mm-hmm. this. A little bit of white guilt, mm-hmm. a little bit of, you know, this is my moment in history that I dreamt about when I was a young kid in high school when I yeah. decided I wanted to be president of the United States, mm-hmm. right? So I want to do this right, but I want my legacy. You know, I want to have that 
uh, JFK legacy. I want to have that FDR legacy. So that's so we believe so mm-hmm. so you believe that he's gonna get in the office to leave that type of of, a, of a mark. He doesn't have a long time. That's funny, but I mean, but I dig where you're coming from. Yeah, I really yeah. dig, but and I don't think I ever thought about it from that perspective. Like, like for for in some effect, you don't have nothing to lose. Fuck right. it, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what? I'm gonna get in here and I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it all. I'm gonna do Fuck it. Fuck it. All. Y'all want student yeah. loans? Give them student loans yeah, back. Give them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, um, uh, uh, somebody did tell me to ask you. Yeah. Do you think that um, student loans is a realistic thing, like uh, for student loan forgiveness? Forgiveness? Yeah. Do you I think? Absolutely do. Mm-hmm. Because, and the reason I believe that student loan forgiveness is a real thing that can happen is because we can go into our computer from the United States Fed and say we got 10 trillion new dollars in America. And we can we can do that at any given time. All right, so I've been in my research I've learned a lot about inflation. Yeah. So does us creating all of this money and making all of this money affect us down the line in a way that we're going to be fucked cuz inflation is going to be so high. Okay. <laughs> so the the yes. <laughs> yes and yes. <laughs> so so just think about why and I've got to go back to China because I feel like China is doing the things needed to become a superpower in the world, right Indeed. here on Earth. Mm-hmm. So people like give them hell for their currency manipulation, mm-hmm. but China is making it so their currency will soon be the global currency to compete with the dollar. Okay. Right now, the dollar is the global currency. Why? Because we are the dominant force on the globe. Yeah, right? so you could take a dollar anywhere and somebody, oh, it's a dollar. I Absolutely. want it. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, right. Mm-hmm. And all international trade is based on the dollar. Indeed. So uh, a couple of years ago, I think around 2010, uh, 2000, yeah, 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. uh, China went to um, the world market and said, we need to change um, this currency base. Is that what we, Bitcoin comes into play? No. Well, it could. I, I want to go down that. Yeah, yeah. We don't. Yeah, I just want. I just. I, <laughs> I just want. Okay. Yeah. Because they were. They said we need a global currency that is not attached to any one country, mm-hmm. so that our trade can be on an even keel. The thing is, mm. you take the global uh, economics off of the dollar, mm-hmm. and America goes under immediately. Because the only think about it, we have fiat money. It is not backed by anything other than confidence. Okay. Right. Yeah. So because it's nothing propping this up other than your perception of it, mm. when it's taken out of the equation, and is we have to show something for what we're doing. Meaning, uh, I can't just you. I can't buy your apple and give you hope. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I have yeah. to trade you something of equal tangible. Ta- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. And when you do that, America is we're stuck. Like we don't have anything to back our money by, mm. and it's just confidence and global domination. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's it. Yeah, we the shit. Yeah. So what's up? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. America is a light skinned nigga. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> 
baby, I'm here. Right. Yeah, you know I man. You already know what I came to do. Yeah. yeah. So what's up? Wow. Okay. So you know that's that's my thoughts on on it because we we got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. And we got to make sure that we're not just planning for America. You know, for the next president or the next turn in power between the two party system, mm-hmm. but we're planning for America in the next two centuries. So, just to kind of like, just to kind of get to where we are now, mm-hmm. um, we should be voting one because we won't always be the minority, and two because in voting, it seems like you feel similar to how I feel, like. Regardless as to how, regardless as to who the people are that we're voting for, if they have like-minded ideals than us, then we need to be voting for people that represent. We need to see representation right. for us in those seats, Absolutely. if nothing else. Yeah, and that's why doc- the democracy is. It, it does help black people. It does. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it's so funny that uh, Democrats in 2016 were saying. Or liberals, whatever you want to call yourself, um, we got to get rid of the electoral college, mm-hmm. right? Ooh, I would and, love to have that conversation. And Republicans and more conservatives, all the way over to the uh, you know anarchists, mm-hmm. were like, no, <laughs> we need the electoral college mm-hmm. because the electoral college in this system is the only thing that gives you know, small populations of people mm-hmm. a voice in the larger election of who pres- the president is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then Donald Trump loses the um, the Electoral College, mm-hmm. and those same people who were advocating for the Electoral College is now away. saying that, oh, it's rigged. It's a rigged system. It didn't give me what I wanted, yeah. so it must be. It must be bullshit. <laughs> right. So, all right, let me just ask you specifically about the Electoral College. Mm-hmm. Um is that some bullshit? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, does that work for us? Does that work in our favor? Yeah. So, it, the Electoral College is a double-edged sword. Okay. Because I've her- heard some really great arguments on both sides of it, right? To where the Electoral College breaks down um, geographically so states can have somewhat of an equal say equal who say becomes so. That's pr- what it's president. To be. Right, right. But then you look at 60,000 votes determining Donald Trump to be president in 2016 when Hillary Clinton won the vote by millions of votes ahead of him. How is that equal? How is that fair? Right. Even when you look, Donald Trump got something, don't quote me on the number, he got something like 74 million votes. And Joe Biden got 83 million votes, mm-hmm. but he still lost you, by a small margin. Yeah, if, if you, yeah, it mm-hmm. was really close. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculously close. So when when I look at it that way, the electoral college kind of does us a disservice, you know, um, when we're looking at uh, the larger scheme of things. We're shifting. <laughs> we're about yeah. to be the ma- ma- majority. Right, and I know we want to keep things equal uh, all across the board, but um, I don't know. Is that's a weird it's a one? Tough one. That's yeah. a weird one for you. Yeah, it is. And, it and, really is. And I can under, I, I I think I get it, um, only because I've had conversations with people about the electoral college and the popular vote, um, and the one thing that I hear is okay if you eliminate 
the electoral college that now New York, California, and Texas, Texas. decides everything. Yeah. But, and that may be true, but the way I think about it is New York and California are, are Democrats, mm-hmm. are majority. But then you have Florida and Texas Man. who vote Republican majority. Yeah. So, yeah, you have two big populations doing one, but it would still come down to those smaller places and how you turn out the vote in those smaller yeah. states. Is that not, does that not make sense? What yeah, I'm it saying? Does. It does. Okay. And again, it's, it's self-preservation is what we're, we're looking at when mm-hmm. you talked about the uh, Democrats versus Republicans. Mm-hmm. Even now, why is it that Republicans are fighting so hard against the easier um, means of becoming a United States citizen through our southern border? That's what Republicans are fighting for now? They're fighting against. Oh, I'm fighting sorry. against. Yeah. Okay, okay. They're okay, fighting hard against it. Right? Yeah, yeah. But why is that? Well, why? Their population is already shifting against them. So mm. if we allow more folks to come in from Mexico, you know, Mexicans who vote, vote in larger parts Democrat. Do right? they? Yeah. I, but, okay, so sidebar. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to jump right back to this. Yeah. Um, it seems, in my experience, those people that come from other countries, they don't typically really like black people. You know what I'm saying? Like, they yeah. kind of, like, like be like, oh, no, nah, I don't want to be lumped into that. Yeah. That group. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then, they, so they, but they're voting with us? They are. Okay. They are. In majority. Okay. And I'm talking specifically about Mexi- uh, folks from Mexico. Okay. I'm not talking about folks from Cuba. Okay. These Cubans vote different. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 But one thing I do appreciate. Hey, but man, the Cubans, they, man, come on, man. I don't come understand. Come on, it. man. Y'all, listen, y'all part of the culture. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> come on, man. Integral part. Right, right. But, but you know, um, one thing I appreciate about the Latinx, Hispanic community is that no one owns their vote. You got to work for that damn vote. To get their vote, and do you think that us as black people, we need to be like that? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like it, there would be no Democratic Party if it wasn't for black folks in America. Wow, right? None. That's profound, though. That's profound. Yeah, there would be no President Joe Biden. There'd be no President Obama. There'd be no President uh, Carter or uh, Clinton. Right, yeah. if it wasn't for black folks, Clinton was the first black president. <laughs> That's what they say. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he, 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 he was, yeah. he was ours. You he know was. what I'm saying? So, 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 yeah, I, yeah. I, I dig it. You know. But, uh, and that's what's held the Democratic Party together mm-hmm. uh, for the last 50 plus years. Okay. But we are the only demographic in America who's expected to give nine votes out of 10 to one party. And if we don't, they question our loyalty. And then the party, mm. in large parts, if you look at local parties, they're ran by people who don't look like uh, folks of African descent. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think we need to reevaluate our place and our space so that we can start to reap the benefits of, of our, our contribution. Vote. Yeah. Right? Mm. Okay, so... You just said that Democrats expect nine out of ten yeah. black people to vote Democrat. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, when are we going to see some evolution in the way that we campaign <laughs> to our people? Like when are we going like like 
okay, I want to say this. Your group, Amplify Action, was boots on the ground, as, as y'all, as we call it in the political world, boots on the ground. Y'all were in Georgia. Um, I don't know if you consider yourself an integral part in, in the in the Senate race, but yeah. you probably were. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like the work that you were doing, I'm, it doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah. So if that's the case, when do we evolve from knocking on doors and calling people to really doing things and, and fucking fish fries, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, <laughs> to really yeah, doing yeah. things that benefit our people and then educate our people so that way we're, we're not building temporary voters we're building contributing members to the democracy right like what we're, like we're when what political what, power is what you're talking about exactly i guess that's that's yeah. the way to put it yeah. when do we evolve and, and what does the evolution do you think look like because yeah. I, I i'm perplexed like i don't i can't believe the way that we campaign to our people yeah yeah and and that's why Part of me starting Amplify Action is I've been on campaigns for 10 years, and I always felt like I could do it better. Yeah, <laughs> right? man. Oh, so finally, man. like, you know, I'm talking to a friend. He's like, do it. Yeah. Like, just do it. Like, mm-hmm. You got enough network to, to get it done and fund it. Just do it. And we did, right? Mm-hmm. So from we started in June of 2020, okay. Amplify Action. Middle of the pandemic. Middle of the pandemic. Um, Mask up everywhere you go. Everywhere we go. You know what I'm saying? By the October deadline, we are registered Mm 30,000 black voters. What's that? By the deadline to register to vote for Georgia's special runoff or runoff, Mm -hmm. uh, we had registered another 10,000. Wow. So that's 40,000 black voters, largely black men, 90% of that. Mm -hmm. Then we look at how are we going to connect with people to get them out to vote? We ended up mobilizing almost 450,000 black voters to the polls across the South. God damn it. We had 200 staff members on the ground in South Carolina mm-hmm. uh, through the partnership with um, Vision Walkers. Vision Walkers are fucking dope. Absolutely. They're dope. Anything, <laughs> they they, and they do anything you need. Yeah. Anything you yeah. need. Security, walk, knock All doors, whatever you need. They yeah. got you. That, I'll, I'll fuck with them. Yeah. And then we had 300 staff members on the ground in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, not including what we did in Memphis and North Carolina and Alabama. Most right, definitely. so we were able to connect with our communities in the parts of the communities that people are afraid to go into. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so you know we did stuff. We didn't do fish fries, but we did a cookout. Right, yeah, we had some music out there to yeah, draw our yeah. folks out. But every time we did something like that, it was a service mm-hmm. connected to an action. Right. Okay. So not only were we out there feeding our community because it's a pandemic. Got to feed the People ain't working like they were, mm-hmm. and our kids aren't eating. Mm-hmm. So we're providing groceries, we're providing food on the spot, and we're educating our community and connecting the dots to why their vote is a solution to the problems that they're facing. So what 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 did you tell them? You just said so. What what dots did you connect in those in yeah. those moments? What, what what were you saying? I would love. You know, I want to yeah. hear. One of the best ones um, was developed by my little brother Chris Emanuel. Uh, he's a, a father practitioner, is what he calls himself. Father practitioner. Yeah. Okay. So basically, um, you know, and I'll speak specifically about South Carolina. In South Carolina, if you're a dad. Mm-hmm. 
and you and your baby's mom is, uh, you and your baby mother isn't, is it married? Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, she's going to have custody of that child. Talk to me. <laughs> right? You're going to be paying for it. Talk to so me. She's going to be dictating everything. Yeah, okay. Right? Yes, sir. So he teaches fathers how to, like, gain their rights as a father to their children mm-hmm. and level the playing field a little bit, right? Okay. Because uh, his daughter was uh, illegally put up for adoption without him being notified. What the fuck? And shipped across the country when she was only days old. And luckily, he registered as a responsible father. So before the adoption was finalized, they had to notify him. He registered as a responsible, responsible father. father. What the fuck is that? Okay, hold yes. on. Now. No, give, give, <laughs> yeah. give the listeners that. Yeah. What is, how do you register as a responsible father? So it's different for almost every state. In okay. South Carolina, you go to the uh, father uh, responsible father's registry. Okay. It's, it's a, just a simple form online, but mm. nobody knows about it. No, I've and never heard of this. You fill it out, uh-huh. and now that is a big piece of you proving that you want to be a part of your child's life, even though you and the mom are not married. Oh, my God. And that's what saved him. Yeah, and not only did he do that, but they were texting back and forth. He mm-hmm. was, you know, doing a diaper bash. He was putting yeah. money to the side. She yeah. knew it. when he was able, allowed to go to doctor's visits, he was. Mm-hmm. So he was able to reverse the adoption and gain full custody of, of his, his daughter. Child. Man, that's a f- man. Yeah. That's a win. Yeah, uh, major win. That's a win right? because fathers, we we're not out here just. Like, you know, having kids and saying, yeah, you know, saying not, the world, not right? every one of us, right, you know what I'm saying? Right. There's a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, and I think that there's been a major turn, um, and then we're going off topic, but yeah. fuck it. But this pertains to us. This yeah. is yeah. us shit. You right. know what I'm saying? And this, is, this conversation right here, bro, mm-hmm. this is what we would have. Yeah. And this is what connected the dots for black men to be a part of democracy and vote. Mm. See, and I wanted us yeah, to talk yeah. about this because this is literally the conversations we're having. We weren't out there just, hey, get out and vote, get out and vote, get out and vote. You need to vote. Uh-huh. People fought and died for you to vote. No, we're talking about the issues about that this, you are. That you are dealing with. And yeah. then from there, hey, man, yep. yeah, you got to vote. Absolutely. And, and that, oh, man. Okay, but for, let, yeah. let me, we're going to get back to the voting. Okay, okay. so um, there are a lot of fathers that want to be good fathers. Yeah. So um, you said that, did he start an organization? Yeah, or so? yeah. Let, let, let's give him some love real quick and, yeah. and, and say that organization. So his, you can find him. His name is Christopher Emanuel. He's been highlighted in New York Times, Atlantic Journal, um, ABC News. Wow. Um, but he started Sky is the Limit Foundation, mm-hmm. um, named after his daughter, Skylar. Um and then he just started a uh, company called No Dead Beats. Mm-hmm. And it is a uh, printing company uh, or apparel company. Uh-huh. And um, it's just empowering fathers. It's and just it's dad merch. It, yeah, dad, dad merch. T-shirts, yeah, hats. Everything. 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 And, like, and how can we get some of this? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can... Go, uh, it's No Dead Beats on uh, Instagram. Okay. Uh, Sky's the Limit Foundation on all platforms. And okay. They're all linked together. Word. Christopher Emmanuel. Um, he'll be a great person for your podcast. I'll man. call. <laughs> listen, yes, yes, he will be. If, yeah. if you can link me with that brother, I would love to speak to him because that, yo, one thing about me is this show is called The Pod Daddy because I'm a daddy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, 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 
pretty much in every episode prior to this political series that I've had, I talked about fatherhood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Lately, like, we gonna find some type of way to get that in there. Um, so yeah, man, that's that's dope. All right, but let me keep us on tra- on track. <laughs> um, okay, so we we got we got through voting and why that's important for us, and and I hope that that you guys kind of have taken something from that because I, I learned a lot. If I can say one thing about voting, one last thing to yeah, most definitely. About. So when we were talking about fathers' rights, there was a bill that came to the state house in South Carolina in 2015, mm-hmm. and that bill would have completely severed a father's ability to regain custody of his child mm. if the child was put up for adoption. And because of you know um, black men participating in democracy, we were able to stop it and kill that bill mm. that would have further weakened a father's rights right to their children mm. in the system. Wow. So again, democracy works when you work. It. When you work it, when you yeah. actually go out and do the work, I, and and I really believe the same thing. Yeah. Um, like I in in the previous part, I talked about socialism, and I talked about you know um, I, we didn't get to talk about communism, but I looked into that too. Yeah. Um, we talked. Um, my man Doug talked about voluntarism. And we spoke That's briefly. My first time hearing about it. First time you never heard of it before. No. I've never heard of it either, <laughs> ever. But you know, if, if you Google it, it's a thing. It's you know what I'm saying? Thing, it's, yeah. it's actually something that that people believe. So, um, and he, I think he said like the Netherlands or some shit like that. Is yeah. you know that's how they live. Um, but I mean, hey, that's that's dope. But for me, I don't really have a problem with democracy. Yeah. And um, and I've heard many people kind of give me different arguments as to why I should. Um, I actually had a friend of mine, and he referred to our country as a constitutional federalist republic. Mm. Um, And that goes to my question about the Constitution. Um, What what do you see our country as? Because are, are we capitalists? Are we socialists? Are we democratic? Is this like like what the what the fuck is what is this? Yeah. What is this? Uh, here in America, we've gotten to the point since the eighties, mm-hmm. uh, and more blatant since the eighties, because mm-hmm. the eighties was that turning point where rich people could just could display their wealth and mm-hmm. not feel guilty about it, right? Okay. Before then. You know, rich people were trying not to look rich. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And but since then, capitalism and greed became socially acceptable in achieving the American dream. And at that point, capitalism started to outrank democracy. Mm. And I feel like the the value of our dollar the value of our return on investment mm-hmm. in many cases outranks the good for the general public, mm-hmm. our democracy, and our society. Mm. And, and so and does the, that cost the, the, what the I just... The part about it is we, we think that's okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we stuck in the money. Everybody yeah. is stuck in money. Yeah. But we're not even... And, and, the, and the, another... The, when I said something about Bitcoin... We don't even, as black people, we just stacking money. We not investing in it and shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. And, and, and money diminishes. So if you put $100,000 in the bank in 1990, yeah. you could not buy the same thing with that $100,000 in, in 2000. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we have to transition our minds to investing right. and to building things that's going to grow with time. Right. And you know what I'm saying? Like we're looking at at Jay-Z like, oh my gosh, why he's always talking about Basquiat and all these different <laughs> pictures and paintings. But yeah. it's because when he it spent the $100,000 on that painting, the next time when he looks at it again, the painting is worth two hundred. You know right, what I mean? Like right. so that they we have to start thinking in, in that yeah, in that absolutely. realm of thinking. So I'm with you there, man. Yeah. Oh man, we've been talking for a long time on the low. For real? <laughs> <laughs> but yo, you're giving me so much information. I I I I don't even really give a fuck. Um so um Bernie Sanders. Okay. I I I want to talk about Bernie Sanders real quick. Yeah. Because in my last episode my notes, Yeah, go ahead, please. Because <laughs> in my last episode um, a lot of my listeners came at me, man, because when uh, Doug brought up Bernie Sanders, I didn't know that he actually was was robbed, and and I think I brought up the electoral college. I was like, oh well, delegates, electoral college, isn't yeah, that yeah. the same shit? Like, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so was Bernie Sanders just too far left yeah. for the Democratic Party to nominate him? Is Absolutely. that what happened? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. it, Bernie Sanders was our generation's Reverend um, Jesse Jackson. Okay. Because when Reverend Jesse Jackson ran for president in the 80s, the first time he ran, the deck was, the deck was stacked against him mm -hmm. because the structure of the DNC. Okay. So he, his campaign, his 88 campaign, completely changed how the Democratic Party ran their primary. Mm -hmm. And just like the superdelegates had to be overturned for Bernie Sanders mm -hmm. because, you know, his his negotiations after he lost to Hillary Clinton, mm -hmm. the same thing had to be done in 88 um, with Jesse Jackson. Yeah, so because right. I've heard a, a lot of times, like Dick Gregory swears he won the presidency. Oh, Jesse um, Jackson. Jesse Read Jackson should have been president. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'll probably... Yeah, like okay, I never okay. Oh, I feel man. you. He ran a phenomenal campaign in '88, uh -huh. right? But for Bernie Sanders, and the the conversation comes down to um, people like to just boil it straight down to democratic socialism. Mm -hmm. But the real argument here is messaging, and Democrats lose the messaging battle every day. 365 days a year. <laughs> is, that, is that so? But does that come go back to what we were talking about, evolving the way we campaign? Yeah. These fuckers, they, they're talking to progressive people, not progressively all. You know what I'm saying? It's the message, yeah. like like what they want to do is progressive, but the way they get it out isn't. Right, right. So it's just like, oh, fuck it. And, and the so now you late. Right. And you can't make an argument. That's always weaker than the damn counter argument. <laughs> right? You don't win debates that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you got to develop your argument over time, right? Uh -huh. And unfortunately, our development of our argument only goes but so far. Like, when Bernie Sanders came out and said, you know, I'm a socialist, but I'm a democratic socialist, right? Yeah. And then the Republicans said, oh, no. I was about to use some choice words. But <laughs> you're a communist. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh -huh. And then they realized that he was getting off a little bit with saying he wasn't a communist. Mm -hmm. So they said, well, 
drop the Democratic. You are a socialist. Mm-hmm. Look at what's happened in Venezuela. Look at what's happened to every And then socialism country. just became a dirty word. Yeah, absolute dirty mm-hmm. word, even for Democrats. Mm-hmm. You right. can't, don't even, don't even say you that shit. Right. Don't even, right. don't identify with it. Don't, yeah. don't put your name on it. it. It's for me, and I know you're about to get a lot of smoke for this one, but it's just like saying defund the police. Mm-hmm. I understand what the strategy, the argument and intention is with, the concept of defunding the police, but if you got to sit down and talk to me for 15 minutes to explain that shit to me, <laughs> right? Yeah, and then they got a five-second sound bite that mm-hmm. gets straight to the point, but it's a counter-argument, yeah. and it's not anything that we're trying to really do, mm-hmm. but it clouds our mission, then our messaging is wrong. It's wrong. And we got to accept the fact that it's wrong and and develop it. We can't it. we cannot claim to be the most progressive party and get the messaging wrong every time. Right. That it's so fucked up that that's the thing yeah. like that we fail on because all of this is ideologies. All of this is theories. All of this is hey like if we if we yeah. did it this way, we would have per it would be perfect. Yeah. But God, you got to tell me, you know what I'm saying? And, and tell it to me quick, concise. Yeah. Let me know what the hell is going on. Right. And, and you're right. We, a lot of times the Dems do lose us because you got Sleepy Joe talking for, 50, for 15 minutes. And yeah. it's just like, yo, well, what the fuck did he say? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what? Like, oh, hold on. He just talked for a long time. What did yeah. he say, though? What did he actually say? You know what I'm saying? Like, what happened? Like, I, I have this vision in my head that uh, the Republican strategist is like, in an evil lair, sitting around a table, and they're like, <laughs> "We're gonna get him with this this time." Like yeah. coming up with a perfect strategy every time, every yeah. time. Oh man, they fuck us up. All right, so <laughs> yo, that's wild. All right, so I do want to talk about um, Kamala Harris a little bit awesome. because yo, she's dope. She's really dope, but she didn't start off dope. And she's not African American. She's is she not really? She's not African American. And I, I just gotta say that because mm-hmm. if we're going to acknowledge, you know, mm-hmm. uh, democ- diversity, mm-hmm. we gotta name it right. Yeah. Right. So she's not the first black vice president. She's black, but she's not African American. Come on, my nigga. Let's come listen, listen, bro. Yeah. So do we call a nigga or do we don't call her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you, she she black. She's black. Okay, okay. okay. Her all dad's right. from Jamaica. Her mom is from India. Oh, so she's not. But she's not an African. Meaning she's not a. She's not, a, she's not right. an African American. She's right. Jamaican. Oh, right. okay, we, okay, and, okay. And quite honestly, we've never had a president or a vice president mm-hmm. who were a American child. descendants of slaves. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because Barack Obama isn't that. Mm-mm. He's African American. But yeah. he's not a descendant of slaves. Okay. Yeah. So we still got some bridges to to we get do. over. We yeah. do. All right. So Kamala is she's part of the divine nine. Absolutely. Let's have some fun now. Yeah, that's we, not we, fair. We rapping. We rapping. We going. We going to get down to the, you know what I mean. We going to wrap it on up. You know yeah. what I mean. But she <laughs> divine nine. Yeah. So you and you are alpha phi alpha. Okay. A phi. A phi a brother. Right. A, a, yeah. wait, a, a. <laughs> Hold on, let me. Oh, oh, see. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, 
how did you feel just person like like seeing that? Like, okay, yeah. she's not African American, but mm-hmm. she's part of the divine nine. She's she wanted sister. us, she wanted what was that like for you? From the very moment she announced, like I was all in. Mm-hmm. And I at that time the only thing I knew about her was her performance in the US Senate mm-hmm. in those hearings and like she just owned every moment in Senate hearings. That's all I knew about her. Most I right. didn't know about her service in California, mm-hmm. you know, as a DA or, you know, as And that's the kinda Attorney controversial General. to some black people. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. But um I I remember being on uh Zoom com- conversations with brothers Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about how we were going to help our sister. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that never escaped me over time, even though I ended up working for someone else. Mm-hmm. But I always had a great sense of pride and, like, uh, hopeful optimism for what would happen for her on the other side. Mm-hmm. Like, I always knew she was, like, number one on the list, in my mind, of being vice president, even though I think if the situation with George Floyd didn't happen... Amy Klobuchar probably would have been vice president. I was kind of rooting for Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, that, that would have been interesting, Honestly, right? I, I kind of would have liked, you know, yeah. we worked for a candidate, and but other than the candidate that we worked for, I, I, Elizabeth Warren was it for me. She's strong. I loved her. She Elizabeth Warren, she, she was dope. Yeah. She was dope. Brilliant woman. Man, she was dope. Yeah. I liked her. Uh, I'd love to see whatever she ultimately becomes. Right. Yeah. She's too progressive. She's too... And and what like fuck man like, I hate the fact that like yeah that that the government and politics the that 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 person is never gonna make it yeah oh um let me ask you one more serious question do you think that the, that Dems are running off the more um I would say traditional Dems uh like uh, let's say Andrew Yang. Um, or um, what was her name? Uh, Gabar. Um, like just oh, the Klobuchar. more. Yeah, Klobuchar. The, just the more traditional Dems. Do you think that we're running them off by half of us endorsing the um, the progressive guy, mm-hmm. and then we end up with the Joe Biden? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know, you we have guys like, like Andrew Yang was probably could have been backed by the right the middle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, you He's know. He's about to be mayor of New York. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, like he would have been backed by so many different, like, like, how do we let people like him slip between our fingers? Yeah, and in my opinion, we are more so, like, and I, when I say we, I mean the Democratic umbrella, mm-hmm. right? They're embracing the conservative Democrat more than they're embracing the progressive Democrat, mm, right? Okay. So we see folks like Yang slipping through the cracks, so to speak, mm. because we're more to the left <laughs> of that. And the people that we support and the people that are around us support are more progressive, more liberal uh, leaders. Do right? you think we're going to lose independent voters by doing that? You know, I think that we're going to lose in a sense, young progressives. Yeah. Cause more you, so than yeah, we're we, going to lose independents or conservative Democrats. I can agree with that because my, my, I could definitely say I'm, I'm 30 and me and younger is kind of like uh, Dems. Mm, yeah. Mm, Why well, shouldn't I vote Republican? Right. Yeah, I'm saying. Right. Like Donald Trump said, what do you have to lose? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. But Yang Gang, 
they was running for mayor uh-huh. of New York. Like he's about to, man, this man's about to be mayor of one of the biggest cities in America. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna be okay. So that's freaking dope. Yeah. All right. So um, let's just let's let let's do this, man. Okay. Random questions. Oh man, I, I'm ready. Random questions. <laughs> and I think throughout our conversation, I might have thought of a couple more. You okay. know what I'm saying? Um, my first one I'm gonna start with is gonna be what's your favorite military uh, memory? Like my your favorite. favorite? Like you know what I'm saying? Like just a moment while you were serving that was just like, yo, this yeah. is fucking dope. I'm serving my country. Yeah, so I have two, but the most profound was, uh, so when I went to Iraq, Mm -hmm. I was 19 years old, Mm -hmm. and when I came home, I was 21. Okay. So I was there for a long time, (laughs) for a long time, Uh but when I had my two-week R&R, I snuck home, so no one in my family, except for my Uncle Gregory and my Uncle Tony, who lived in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. knew that I was coming home. The rest of my family, as in Aiken, had no clue. So me and my Uncle Gregory planned me coming home for like a month, yeah. maybe two. So I spent a couple of days in Atlanta, did some shopping. Then he drove uh, to, Aiken. to Aiken. We stopped at the stop sign. I hopped out, ran to the back of the house. He came in. They were expecting him. Mm-hmm. He said he had to go to the bathroom or something. Made an excuse to go back to the back of the house and open up the window so I could climb in. Yeah. And then I walked into the living room where he had everybody thinking he was coming, but it was me. Uh, and that was the first time I ever saw my grandmother cry. She was so happy. Whoa. She couldn't do anything but cry. My sister cried. Uh-huh. You know, that was my first time like seeing that emotion. Yeah. You know, and they were so just like elated. To see me like that, I still get goosebumps. Yeah, <laughs> just Yo, thinking about that moment. That sounds dope. All right, you yeah. were in the military, so Second Amendment, yeah or nay? Yeah. I don't fuck with guns, man. You don't? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just don't. I fuck with. I, I like okay, get a pistol, but yeah. I don't see why nobody needs something that could just shoot a thousand people at one time. Right, right. Like I don't, I don't, I can't understand it. it. I, I have rifles. Because I like to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the, like when I talk to anybody who has guns, they're just like, man, I like them. Yeah. And like, fuck you. Like, yeah, yeah. like that at the end of it is, but I don't know. I'm, I am also getting to the point where as a black man, I probably need to start arming myself just because fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, a, it's a wild world, man. <laughs> All right. So who wins in a fight? The Justice League or the Avengers? <laughs> uh I, so uh, let me say this: the Justice League, the DC movies, Achoo. absolutely Achoo. suck. Yeah, yep, they suck. They're terrible movies. What are they doing? I don't know because the, the the superheroes are better. Right. I, I, the, so it sounds like you're gonna say the same thing I would say. Yeah, Justice League just, kicks the Avengers absolutely. ass. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't understand. The only good movie they could do is Batman. Yeah, I don't understand how they could do Batman right every time, yeah. and they can't give us the greatest <laughs> superhero of all time. He, why can't he have a movie? <laughs> Superman deserves a great fucking movie. Well, and it, you know, there was one, I can't remember which one it was, but it was when he literally damn near picked up the moon. Yeah. Or that big. Yeah. But what, what movie was that? I don't remember. It, it but showed the endless. Like, right, the, the endless power that he yeah, had. And yeah. that's dope. But he was like, 
I don't maybe it's because he was a farm boy and they just don't think his story was that dope. But you can tell that story in a much better way than Absolutely. The, you know what I'm saying? I mean the show Smallville was better than I any love Smallville. This show, Smallville <laughs> was good as hell. It was yeah. much better than any of those booty ass movies right. that they kept putting out, man. Oh my oh man. Yeah. The mic probably sounded distorted. I was so mad just now. <laughs> God damn it. Um so give me uh, we just said you were A5. Yeah. Give me a great uh, A5 college memory. Man. Give me, uh, oh. give me something. Give me something, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to give you something good. Okay. So, um, Monica, forgive me. Um, please, please, th- please. Th- this is my college days. I was much younger. Mm-hmm. I was much younger <laughs> than, than I am now. Uh, uh, but you went into, you said you were in, the, in Iraq at 19. Yeah. So how long were you in college? So I did three years at the College of Charleston. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did um, a year at Trident Tech. Okay. Uh, and a semester at Aiken Tech Word. before Word. I moved. Okay. Yeah, but I was a non-traditional student. So mm-hmm. when I crossed into Alpha Phi Alpha, I was... 24, about to be 25. Okay. So, yeah, I was an untraditional student, right? Most of but Or non-traditional student. Um, but we used to have amazing parties. Like, when me and my line came into our chapter, mm-hmm. we cranked. Turned it up. <laughs> we, yeah. <laughs> Turned it up. So Turned it up. There was one yeah. time we were... Tell uh, me about it now. Yeah, Tell now me about we it. We were in Charleston. We had this party. And... Um, the whole purpose of the party was to stamp our name on the yard as the most dominant yeah. like organization, period, no exactly. matter what. Yeah, that's so, a thing. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Got a, on the yard, oh, you got to, come on, man. I went to yeah. Clark Atlanta University. So, <laughs> Omega's ran the yard, by the way. I just want to say uh, that. You, you know, we'll, 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 we'll debate that later. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so then, you know, we got a couple chairs out. And turned into a, a slight Magic Mike moment. Mm-hmm. But luckily... Magic Mike stripper type of thing? If you want to say that. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> But the young lady that I chose uh-huh. is my wife today. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's how, oh, man. So so you you gave your, your wife a lap dance. Yeah. And that's how... Many years ago, when I was very young in college, <laughs> <laughs> as a member of my fraternity, yes. That's dope, man. That yeah. is dope. Yo, that's a dope-ass love story, though. Yeah. Like, that, that, yeah. that's something well, that... But you... we knew each other before then. Yeah. We met in social dance class, so ballroom dance. So, so like, hold up, hold we up. We have you so many from... dancing references. Y'all went from ballroom dance to lap dance to, yeah, to yeah. the horizontal mambo. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though, man. Yeah. That's fucking beautiful. Um, now I want to ask you some more crazy shit. Yeah. But uh, all right, so let's say, all right, better game: rock, paper, scissors, shoot, or Uno. Uno. Nah, rock, paper, scissors, shoot is intense. Man, you've never had a really, really intense rock, paper, scissors. Not outside of my daughter. <laughs> She's the only oh one that really God. takes it seriously. Yo. Like I saw the politician uh-huh. on, on Netflix where they decided who was gonna be they the did. state. Have you ever seen no, that? I've never seen Watch it. it, man. It the politician to, on Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix. Okay. It came down to a rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> and they did all this research on yeah. 
like the science behind winning the game yeah. at a high level. Yeah. Right. I so love I rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Rock, you got to read a person in rock, paper. You, you know do. what I'm saying? Because some people, it takes a lot. you know what I'm saying? Like some people, they you might think they rock all day. Yeah. And I'm, he's a scissor guy. <laughs> and yo, I'm telling you. But I, I come from a, a family where the spades table go just as hard as the Uno table. Oh, see, nah, we was the space. We uh, the the Uno table was for the kids. The yeah. space table was. I was I was fortunate enough to get to the space table at a yeah. young age. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I was like, <laughs> I was like 11, 12 years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was I was in it. You know, yeah. so space is something that's that's deeply embraced. You know, I'm 30. I'm playing space for 20 years. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I can say that confidently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> confidently. So, um, but yeah, man. Okay. Um, if you were going into office, mm-hmm. who would you have performing? Oh man, who like who? Okay, so you get a poet, right? Right. Um, it could be living or dead. Let's mm-hmm. not, you know, we're not going to, you know, you get a poet. Somebody got to sing the national anthem, right? Mm-hmm. And then what other song? And then you get like one other song or something. Yeah. So um, I would have Yeba. Sing the national anthem. And who is Yeba? So y'all gotta check out Yeba. Uh, Yeba is this white girl who grew up in a black church, who um, literally is one of the best singers I've ever heard. And she sings gospel. She sings like soul R and B. What? I've never. I listen to R and B all the time. Yeah. I've never heard of Yeba. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeba. All right. Um, Spell it. Uh, Y a, go ahead. I will give you some time. Yeah. I'll fill a busted for you. Okay. Um, he's the um, he got his phone out right now. We gotta. I gotta know who Yeba is. Never heard of Yeba. Jasmine yeah. Sullivan's album is the best album I've heard. Oh of 2021. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, give me some. So Yeba is Abby spelled backwards. So uh, y e b b a. Okay. Right. Um. So the poet, I have to go with um a fraternity brother of mine. Um, Anthony Highland, um, mm-hmm. we we were cluster brothers. Now he is a TikTok sensation, brother. Got like over twenty million. Man, you need to give me your contact. Yeah, you, you sound like you know all of the interviews. Yeah, man. I need the contact list, Brandon. You, come bro. on, man. <laughs> I got you. Go ahead. <laughs> and then like, um, and then my last thing, I would just find something for Patty LaBelle to do. She got to do something. She got to do something. Give me a song. Man, you know I don't mean? care if you sit there. America the Beautiful. Something. Yeah. <laughs> Give me something. Nigga. Something. Yeah. Okay. Patty, that's dope. All right. Last question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Give me, um, I was going to say the last great book you read, mm. but just just give me a great book. Yeah. You could do both. Give me the last great book you read, mm-hmm. and then give me a book that you would recommend. So the last great book I've read, and I'm, I'm almost done with, is President Obama's book. Okay. That he just put out. That fucking book is 2,000 pages long. It is very long. So give me another one. But <laughs> it, it, it's great. But <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Talk about that one. Yeah, Why yeah. is it good? Uh, I just love the format of it. He, he's, he's given it his point of view, which many of us didn't get because it was so filtered mm-hmm. for so long. Most like, of Like, he was packaged like Coca-Cola. Wow. From the minute the cameras got on to him to until now, mm-hmm. literally, right? Um so I love these little, you know, insights into different parts of his campaign and his early years as president mm-hmm. and different situations like 
I'm that type of political nerd. Okay. But I love it though. Yeah. Like yeah. I love that book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, the other one will be Seed of the Soul. Okay. Um, that is a, a amazing book. Uh, you said was, seed or seat? Um, I believe it's seat of the soul. Okay. Let me make sure, but uh, it was on Oprah Winfrey's um, book you know, all-time favorite book list. Mm-hmm. My wife and I, we bought two uh, copies of it. She had one, I had one, and we read it and talked about it and did the whole mm-hmm. thing. And uh, at the beginning, we wrote a note and put it in an envelope. Mm. Uh, neither one of us saw it, what we wanted to get out of that book at the end. Mm. And after we finished, we opened it up. And, like, I think we manifested, like, what the we, manifestation of what of we the, wanted, oh, right? Man. And okay. it was so near what we yeah. wanted yeah. to get out of it. And it talks about your soul defining it, helping you expand your mind of what See, your soul, soul is able. We're doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's an amazing one. And then last one, I got to say. Is the color of law? Everybody needs to read the color of law. The color of law. Color of law. Okay. And what's that about? Uh, it is literally about American law and mm. how it's shaped by race mm. and the th- systematic things that have happened and still are happening to give one race the leg up on others. Mm. And it, it tells a story in a very factual way that even if somebody disagrees with it for whatever reason, um, it, it'd be hard for them to disprove just, facts. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is what actually happened. I dig it. Yeah. Damn. This was a fucking great conversation, man. Man, I I could talk it. to you for another 30 minutes, honestly. <laughs> like, I really could. Um, I'm going to... I said that that was the last question, but then you mentioned marriage, and, yeah. and that unity is important to me. What do you think has been the key to your marriage? How long have you been married, and yeah. what's to be what's the key to the successful marriage? Yeah, so this April mm-hmm. we'll be married six years. Okay, um, and the literal key, like people say, I'm lucky, but I'm absolutely blessed to have my wife because mm-hmm. uh, I was engaged before her, <laughs> and I thank God <laughs> things worked really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it has been we have literally been open. Mm. to the concept of who the other one is and the evolution of it. Like, we're six, mm. years, I'm six years older than her, right? Okay. So, you know, I'm 35, she's 29. Okay. Um, well, she's about to be 29 in February. Yeah. And so I, I had to be open to the idea that she's growing. Yeah, she's growing know? up. Yeah. Right? She's growing in our relationship, but so am I. Mm-hmm. And she realized that, too. And... She completely invested in my dream and my vision mm-hmm. for myself, and I did the same thing for her. And even when that changes, we still have each other. We still rocking. Yeah. Damn, yeah. man. You, you, and I remember one time. Uh, I'm, we gonna wrap it up with this, but one time, um, you said that um, a lot of people, like I told you, Brandon, you my, you my idol. Yeah. Uh, uh, you said that a lot of people in marriage kind of, um, when they use the biblical reference, um, uh, what's the, what's the, um, what's the, uh, it says, damn, you know it. Um, in the Bible, it says that um, that he who finds mm. a, a wife finds a good, a good thing. thing. Yeah. And a lot of time people stop there. Stop I remember when you said that. Yeah. A lot of times people just stop at, oh, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Mm-hmm. But the next part is mm-hmm. the key. It is. And what's the next part? So 
that wife is where all your blessings will flow from. Indeed. Yeah. So you have to when when I heard that, I was like, whoa. Like, okay, so finding a wife isn't the thing. Finding the wife and then respecting her enough yeah. and honoring her enough to realize that all my blessings is coming from this powerful yeah. black woman. Yeah. Boy, yeah, that's the mother. But, but man, <laughs> when you said it, I was yeah. sitting there like I wanted to jump up. <laughs> you, you don't know how many times we was yeah. we've been in in a space and you was talking yeah. and I was like, hey yo, that motherfucker. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? But yeah, man, hey yo, this has been. One of my favorite times, man. I'm, I'm so glad you this you made the time. Absolutely, amazing, I'm so bro. glad you made the time to come through. And and this shit that I wanted to ask, and I just we, the conversation got to where it got, and yeah. and fuck it. But hopefully we can do it again. Yeah. Um, I'd love to have you on again. I, I don't honestly, all the guests I have, I kind of be like, oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? But nah, my nigga. I, you know what I mean? With the exception of my nigga Dominique, because he has a podcast too. Yeah. But other than my nigga Dominique, yeah. everybody else, you know what I'm saying? It was cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love you. And yeah, my nigga Lonnie, he too, too. Yeah. But fuck all that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but you could definitely come back along with a couple other people. You know yeah, what I'm saying? But so yeah, much, yo, I, I love this, man. And, and you gave us so much insight. And I appreciate your openness. And I appreciate you for just, just being you, man. Yeah. And, and every time I see you, you the same you. And yeah. that's 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 a solid thing. That's yeah. solid. And I appreciate you for that. Thank you. Word, man. Well, love, I thank y'all. I hope y'all listen to the whole thing. Because if you listen to the whole thing, you got some real gems. Um, I, I thank y'all for rocking with me. Listen to the um, other episodes. This is the end of my political series. Um, this is the Pod Daddy, the safest space on the fucking internet, man. This is the Pod Daddy 1. <laughs>